Well, hey, everyone. It's Mike with Practicing Catholic. Man, I am excited about today's topic. We're talking about weakness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah not strength, weakness. How can it help? Is it really good? Can it be? Well, today we're going to find out. So let's get ready to practice. Oh, man, thank you all for being here. Thank you all for taking a moment to listen. Uh, really excited again about this this topic of weakness. Um, you know, when, when we think of weakness, uh, before we get into everything else, I'm just going to start simply with what it means from the dic- dictionary standpoint. Uh, it is the state or condition of lacking strength. Or it's a quality or feature regarding regarded as a disadvantage or fault. Wow. That is pretty challenging uh, when we think about that. Uh, when we think about weakness, and you hear those words, it is completely negative. Completely negative. However, what we learn and what Scripture can teach us is that changing our mindset, changing our view of weakness is critical. So we all have strengths, which is, you know, what a lot of motivational speakers, a lot of books, a lot of things will continue to help you kind of develop. Focus on developing your strengths to hide or or to put away to the side weaknesses. I always hated that word. And I say areas of opportunity. Why areas of opportunity? Because it's an opportunity for me to get better. More importantly, it is an opportunity for God, God's grace, to make the greatest impact and change in your life. That's what a weakness is. It's your greatest opportunity for God, for the Holy Spirit, for Christ to really begin to form, change, and mold you and really positively affect your faith. So, I'm going to go to uh, Corinthians, letter of Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, chapter of 11. And... Um, what you see here, and, and it begins in 16, uh, verse 16, Paul is um, kind of talking to the church about, wow, man, people are really boasting and bragging about all the success that, that they've had. Um, and, and he's, you know, he's kind of, you know, saying or, you know, trying to address the the church in the sense of, of this idea of boasting. Um, you know, when we boast, when we brag, we're, we're boasting, as, as Paul says, according to the flesh. And we're we're boast, boasting about our success, our accomplishments, our a lot of me I there. And Paul has a response here that you know, hey, whoever wants to boast, well, let me let me tell you what I've done. And it starts in in verse twenty four. He says five times at the hands of the Jews, and I received forty lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once. I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. I passed a night and a day on the deep. On frequent journeys in dangers from rivers, dangers from robbers, dangers from my own race, dangers from Gentiles, dangers in the city, dangers in the wilderness, dangers at sea, dangers among false brothers, in toil and hardship, through my many sleepless nights, through hunger and thirst, through frequent fasting, through cold and exposure. And apart from these things, there is the daily pressure upon me of my anxiety for all the churches. Who is weak? Am I not weak? Who is led to sin? Am I not in, not indigent? 
if I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my weakness. There we go. And what a great thing. Paul, you know, his lesson there is, hey, I've been through the hardships. I've had these challenges. I mean, to think about that, folks. I mean, <laughs> beaten three times with rods. You know, lashed. He's been lashed. Uh, he's been stoned. I mean, they stoned him. <laughs> I mean, shipwrecked three times. Uh, you know, countless, many sleepless nights, as he says. Um Countless times of being hungry, thirsty, without shelter, without food, without water. The discomfort, the displeasure. And on top of that, here is St. Paul admitting anxiety. Anxiety. I think sometimes we think that, you know, when we hear scripture that saints never experience difficulties. Sometimes we, I think we, I don't think we maybe think that, but we, we don't often focus in on it. But what is Paul teaching us here? is that in these times of struggle, in this time of weakness, in these times of difficulty, in in these moments of true weakness, he's not bragging about his own strength. He's a bragging, he's going to boast about what God did in his weakness, how God carried him through in this difficult period of time to something better. What a great lesson for us to learn today. And as we sit back and reflect on those words, you know, there, there might be a particular area of your life that you are struggling with. And, and I have some ideas to, to just share with all of you for, for further thought, for further contemplation, to take to prayer. But where are you struggling in your life? Is it your faith? Are you struggling with prayer? Are you struggling being consistent in prayer? Are you struggling with with prayer itself? What to do? How to do it? So if you're struggling with prayer, if you're struggling to find consistent prayer, one, schedule a time. It sounds difficult because we I know how busy everyone is, but take five minutes a day. Just start with five. You don't have to do an hour. We don't have to be an hour. Give give the Lord five good minutes a day, and I will tell you that over time, you will grow and spend more and more time in prayer. It's developing that, that consistency, that good habit, that, that desire to spend time with the Lord. You know, we're very fortunate. You know, God is not some far-off God who does not want to be involved in your life, who is not present, who is not real god loves god cares god desires your happiness god desires your fullness which is found in the trinity your fullness is found in the trinity so setting a time prayer is important it's an important part of your faith life how do you expect to get better at something if we don't spend time doing it so uh another suggestion so scheduling time that's one if you're just kind of maybe struggling where to begin I always recommend start with one thing, the rosary. Why the rosary? It seems it seems to be very, uh, it can be viewed as difficult, but it, it's time to reflect on the life of Christ. The Blessed Mother brings us to, to Jesus. We come to understand Jesus and his ministry and his love for us through the rosary. So take that time and just begin there. 
as you get deeper into the rosary, you will be given greater graces for further understanding. There's a, a lot of great websites. There's booklets. There's pamphlets. Anything like that. A third option that you have is even novenas. You know, with, with smartphones today, you can get the... Um, you can get basically uh, the following. Uh, the rosary on the phone. You can get novenas on your phone. Uh, you can even schedule your alarm of when you're going to pray. Utilize the technology that's that's given to you. Okay? Use that to, to kind of schedule that time around there. Uh, but again, going back to a novena, again, it's a nine. It's for nine days. For those who maybe aren't familiar, it's a, a nine, uh, nine days of prayer, uh, for, typically regarding a particular saint or feast day that's coming up in preparation of. So, uh, again, there's a, a beautiful novena app that, out there. Uh, there is iBrevery. Uh, there's a lot of great Catholic apps that can assist you in prayer. Uh, for those who are looking for something more, who are maybe uh, already doing the rosary, already doing things like that, uh, and, and are consistent at it, maybe investigating, praying the Liturgy of the Hours, and see how that can help promote and help you grow from where you're at if you reach a kind of a point of being stagnant or, or not feeling that growth. Look look to go to deeper things. Uh, so maybe the Liturgy of the Hours, beautiful thing. Certainly, talk to uh, your priest, your pastor, your deacon. Uh, they can assist you in uh, the understanding of the Liturgy of the Hours, but also can also point you in other, a lot of other great resources that may help you. Second one, uh, Scripture study. A lot of people forget that Scripture, and I shouldn't say forget, I think the perception of Scripture is is kind of lost in, in today. And this is maybe my own opinion, but uh, the Bible is not a textbook. I think we oftentimes look too much at sacred Scripture as a textbook. Now, you can do academic theology and study Scripture much more in depth. But in the end, you're still studying the Word of God. Even from an academic standpoint, It's you never lose that, lose that primacy of it's still sacred Scripture. It's not a textbook. So... To hear God's word sometimes, and to hear God's voice, some people often have said to me, oh, I can't hear God. I'm like, well, do you read scripture? There's a lot of great answers in it. A lot of great lessons, a lot of great things that can come out in this area of opportunity. So, as we think about scripture, what I would recommend there is uh, to begin studying sacred scripture. There's a lot of great um, courses out there, uh, online Bible studies. But here's where I recommend going first. Just download the daily readings. The daily readings, again, can be found uh, through various smartphone applications. But again, the, the thing that I would encourage you there is when you open up that app, remember, although you're holding your phone at that moment, you're reading the Word of God. Treat it with dignity and respect. Go into it with a mindset of prayerfulness. Go into it with a mindset of I'm not just playing like, you know, Angry Birds. <laughs> you know, this is this app is allowing me to do the same. And that that is also true for the for the prayer apps. Again, it's not Angry Birds, it's not a crossword puzzle, it's not Sudoku, uh, which I'm currently uh, you know playing on my phone. Um when when if you're using an application on your phone, be mindful, be be cognizant that what you're doing is is deeper and more important than just you know, a, a standard application. So uh, with that, just start with the daily readings. Why? The daily readings keep you in, uh, keep you informed as to, uh, in terms of the liturgical year. What's occurring? 
what is happening between Sunday and Sunday? You know, we hear them, every, you know, on Sunday readings, but what's happening in between? What, what's being taught in between? Taking time to, to read the readings, and it's one reading, and a responsorial psalm, and then, of course, the gospel. So take that time and, and, and spend it, you know, reading it closely, carefully, slowly, and then take a moment to reflect. As you read slowly, be open to allowing God to, you know, move in you, the Holy Spirit to move within you. Uh, oftentimes, there may be something within that reading that just clicks. And this is be, uh, a spiritual practice that's been around for, oh gosh, I think at least 800 years now. It's called Lexio Divina, sacred reading, divine reading. And what you're doing is, by slowing your pace, by, by being prayerful, be, you know, reading every word intentionally, you're allowing the Holy Spirit to kind of move, and then all of a sudden, you will find that in time, in practice, something will stick with you. It might be in the responsorial psalm, it may be in the first reading, it could be in the gospel. I don't know, the Holy Spirit moves how the Holy Spirit moves, but in that moment, when, you, when that sits, when, when, whenever really speaks to you, pause, stop. Just take time and stop and just sit quietly with that. And, and, and you know, you can talk to God out loud. You could journal. Um, you can uh, contemplate, you know, what's being said and have, you know, maybe a mindful conversation, just talking to you, maybe God, uh, you know, uh, with your thoughts. But again, taking that time to sit back and really understand what am I saying? Um, what's God saying to me? This is something that I've done a lot of my own uh, my own faith formation, uh, and I have found it to be extremely beneficial. And in the times where I've struggled in prayer, I remember that reading scripture is also a form of prayer. And oftentimes, when we're looking for an answer, it's it's right there in front of us. We just have to seek it. We have to seek the Word of God. You know, where do I recommend beginning? If you're uh, again starting with um, you know, the daily readings. For those who are more advanced, certainly wonderful Bible studies out there. I, I always recommend starting with Gospels, then moving into uh, Paul, and then moving back to prophetic literature. Uh, but again, that's just me. Uh, that's my own uh, personal recommendation. Uh, there are, but again, a lot of wonderful resources, again, available online. And even talking with your pastor or deacon, they can sure can, can point you in additional directions. Uh, if you're struggling with Mass... You know, what can we do there? Are you being attentive? Are you not? What's your, what, how are you thinking about Mass before you're going? Are you preparing yourself? Are you spending time in quiet? Uh, are you going, um, understanding of, of maybe things that you're needing? Are you, are you listening fully to all the readings, the gospel, the homily? Uh, are you uh, saying the prayers or are you, what's your intention behind it? I think with Mass... Oftentimes, you know, just with the pressures of, of life today, we, we got to mow the lawn. We have to go shopping afterwards. We may have to meet people for brunch. We're so pre, you know, preoccupied with what else we have to do that it's about being present. And I think being present in Mass is something that it's, it's, again, making sure that my intention, that my focus is on what I'm doing. Uh, and, and I think if that's an area you're struggling, just stepping back, going slower. Uh, change change where you sit. Uh, some people <laughs> like to sit in the same spot every week. Don't let it become habit. If it becomes habit, then then you may lose out. And and I think that that's something that um, is also uh, a, an opportunity. 
Others, you know, you may have something um, greater in your life that's affecting you. You may be dealing with an addiction. You may be dealing with anxiety and depression. You may be having family issues, right? Uh, the weaknesses, the challenges that we face, again, are opportunities. Um, now, why am I saying that? Why am I bringing this to everyone's attention? I'm, I'm bringing that to everyone's attention really for, for a couple of the following reasons. One, uh, in some cases, you know, we have to seek additional guidance, whether that's from a licensed therapist, a counselor, um, a, a priest uh, for specific pastoral care. That might even be a, de a deacon or a member of consecrated religious. We, we often sometimes need additional uh, help with our weakness. But again, this is still the opportunity that God is allowing for greater grace to be bestowed. Uh, you never, you, you know, God is working in these opportunities. And and I, I encourage you that if you're struggling with things, it, especially if it's something more severe, talk with people, talk with uh, father, talk with deacon, talk with sister, uh, you know, seek, seek the help that you need. Um, because again, in this weakness can come great, great growth, personally, spiritually, everything. And in the end, we grow closer to God. You know, so weakness, yes, it's a challenge. It is something that can hold us back. It is something that can, can, can make things much more difficult, as we see. And Paul, Paul knew it. Paul himself had anxiety. Paul himself uh, had moments of weakness, moments of physical you know, pain and suffering, moments that were, were too hard uh, for him to carry by himself. And that is where faith, his faith, and why he says he boasts in God is that it is not his own strength that carried him through it. It is the strength of God the Father made possible through Christ and the gifts bestowed by the Holy Spirit. The Trinity is working in Paul. And we and by by you know, by by duplicating what Paul did, by emulating that idea of in my struggle, God can perform great miracles. Amazing things can happen to us and, most importantly, draw us closer to God. So, with that, everyone, I want to thank you for your time. I uh, uh, certainly um, appreciate the opportunity to kind of share these thoughts. Uh, as always, um, please consider becoming a, a patron of our uh, Patreon account. We have some special um, podcasts and, and promotions for those people. Uh, all the all the funds go directly to support youth ministry here in Southeast Missouri, our programming that we do, and our ministerial outreach to those in poverty. So, uh, thank you so much. God bless you. And until we're on air again, be safe. God bless. Keep practicing.